Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Bit Effect. Today, part two of Disco Elysium. Craig, we don't have to play music. I gave it to us. Thank you. That's, that's worked a treat. It saves me. It just saves me searching for another song. If you if you could do Since... that, if you could do that for every game in future, <laughs> that'd be brilliant. to come up with another joke um, the kin to my Harry my good friend Craig uh, hello uh, Harry to my Kim oh yeah you sure you be the stable guy I see how it is Harry I don't know I'll be Kim like Kim's nice you can be Harry because he looks oh, yeah. stupid that's like you know what you're know, you like the kid that's like hey let's play superheroes I'll be Batman <laughs> like, oh come on what's wrong with Batman no, that's what I'm saying. Everybody wants to be Batman. Yeah, that's true. You can be you can be Aquaman. Everybody wants to, yeah, everybody wants to be Aquaman. Absolutely. Yeah, everybody wants to be Kim. If there's one good stable person that isn't a mountain of trash fire in this game, it's Kim. Alright, moving on. So last episode we talked a lot about the mechanics, a lot about the world, a lot about you know, you know, problems we had, things we liked. So th what we're going to do this time is we're going to do uh, spoil the wall completely off, and we're going to roughly guide like a playthrough of this game. Um, not going to go super in depth. So even if you listen to this, you still might want to play it because uh, every choice you make does change something. Sometimes it's significant, sometimes not so much. So it's still worth a playthrough. Like I knew, uh, Craig, did you go into this completely blind? I should ask first. Yes. 100% blind. Um, okay. No idea. No idea what was going on or happening. I listened to a much better podcast talk about the story and how it resolved and what it was. So I knew what I was getting into, but even then I didn't feel dissatisfied with my playthrough of the game other than the fact that it's a friggin' point-and-click adventure game. So, when you've set your stats, you wake up as Harry... Your room is a, just a giant disaster area because you're the worst person in the world. Um, let's talk about the mirror first. Craig. Yeah. Did you ever get rid of the look? I didn't look in the mirror. I, At all? Nope. I, the entire game, I was a bloody portrait at the bottom. Oh. Are there any ramifications for that, out of curiosity? Well, that's... I wanted to check to see if there were and unfortunately this is it's not a ding or anything but unfortunately there, not only were there no ramifications you still have conversations with yourself about the look on your face despite the fact that you never looked at your face okay so that might be something that's you could still have a, I guess a chat with yourself about how you look without knowing exactly how you look like I go through that all the time where I forget what I look like in the mirror and then I look and go oh <laughs> Uh, maybe oh, it, okay. it definitely it just it references the look and like ah uh, oh well whatever but yeah I, d I didn't that's look a, in, it's a little sloppy yeah I didn't look in the mirror um, and it was purely just an experiment 
Okay, so, but that sounds like a second playthrough kind of thing. On your first playthrough, did you? Oh, no. Because you seem like the type of guy that hoovers up everything. No, that was on my first playthrough because it tells, it, it gives you that, do you really want to look in the mirror? Do you really, really want to look in the mirror? And I... Oh, okay. I just didn't. But I took that as my, I'm hoovering everything up, but I'm not looking in that mirror. Okay, that's fair enough. So, so I looked in the mirror and saw those sideburns. And, oh, oh boy. Okay, that's me. Um, it took until, if you know, uh, right before the tribunal, mm-hmm. before I finally got that stupid look off my face. And because I wasn't super heavy into electrochemistry, I needed that little boost from shaving. Uh-huh. And it wasn't something I wanted to sit there and save scum just to get a stupid look off my face. Um, out of curiosity, um, how, what is your policy with safe scumming in this? Um, I did it once, um, and ended up. Oh, get, do you remember what for? It was when you run into what's her face in the cave. You know, you've been chasing her, and oh, it, yep, yep, through an unfortunate, Ruby. yeah, when you when you catch up with Ruby through an unfortunate series of events, I thought that ended in a way that wasn't I didn't want, but I ended up. Reloading a save and the same thing. Oh, spoiler walls off, man. Oh, I, Go ahead and, and like. I, it, it was just the, it was just the, the simple fact that you you almost capture her, but then she bolts, and I thought there was other things that I could have done to stop her from bolting. You know what I mean? Like, I just. Oh yeah. Okay. I could have took her in. I could. Yeah, I could have took her in, or I could have. You know, like pick different speech options to get that result, and it just I don't know if it's possible or not but i just thought after one attempt i'm not going to google it i'm just going to go with it uh yeah we should say that right out of the gate this isn't something because i didn't want to ruin my complete knowledge of the game because i might play this later Mm -hmm. um maybe um i didn't want to know all the possible permutations of something to shoot for yeah so i don't i can only tell you what happened in mine was that she ended up shooting herself in the face so i don't know I honestly don't know. The only thing I changed because I picked the wrong option, like, because here's the thing about Disco Elysium. You're reading a lot. A lot of it is read to you. You're also reading a lot. And when it's getting to be one in the morning and you just want to finish a conversation so you can save and go to bed, (laughs) I got a little sloppy. And I I meant to arrest Clausier, but I ended up not. (laughs) And then I couldn't go back and arrest her. Uh Uh-huh. So it was very much one of those uh, you have, like, that's one problem I have. I don't see why, gameplay-wise, you couldn't say, okay, Kaze, we're going to let you go for a little while. And then, okay, well, you know what? We've gotten more evidence. We've changed so, our minds. Yeah, we're yeah. taking you in. Uh, a lot of these decisions are one and done. You mm-hmm. can't go back on a lot of them. Some of them you can, but not a lot. So anyway, so speaking of Kaze, you meet her in the balcony area yeah yeah they can it's like overlooking the lobby just outside the rooms yeah and she's kind of in the beginning your here's your brief on what harry is mm-hmm. um you can ask am i uh, am i a cop what am i like this and that i thought that was super weird to be asking a stranger that stuff yeah so i just kind of went with name rank and file and then went downstairs <laughs> I, uh, you can hit on her yeah. which is super awesome uh-huh. Uh, I did that. I hope the sarcasm comes in. Oh, did you? I, I was being sarcastic. Okay. I hit on her and I told her that I didn't know who I was. I forgot. I didn't know I was a cop. Why am I here? What am I doing? All that kind of stuff. I went through everything there. 
Um, yeah. This this game trains you very, very, very quickly to not say things just because you can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really. And uh, I made that mistake later on with like Gart and uh, the initial conversation with Kim when you finally get downstairs. I like okay. Let's look at all the dialogue because I would certainly ask my partner mm-hmm. about this stuff, even though he doesn't know me. Uh, that that can go bad. Not 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 like you know Kim suddenly shoots you in the face bad. Yeah. But just the he, Kim will remember that kind of bad, or, mm-hmm. or Gart will remember that kind of bad. Um. So once you meet up with Kim and you get your bearings, you go outside. Now here comes where I guess is a big like point. Did you go immediately to the Bonnie? No. Or did you walk around? I walked around. I got, really? on, got on the phone. I, I, I started off this like my traditional um, an RPG playthrough. If I know what the the actual quest is, I go and try and find the side oh, quests. Okay. And then I'll do all the side quests. And then when I can't do anything else, I'll do the main quest. That, that, that was what I was saying last week maybe i don't know yesterday <laughs> that's what i was saying in the last episode uh when i realized that each conversation choice everything was pushing time on that's when i, I completely flipped and my main goal became i'm solving this murder and as in as few days as possible i'm going to prove to kim that i can get this done without taking too many days because you went an attaboy from kim what? Um, I I said you want an attaboy from Kim. You know, a pat on the back. Oh, an attaboy. An attaboy. I thought you were. I thought that was an item, and I'm like, I didn't come across an attaboy. <laughs> Why is an attaboy not an item in this game? It would be the best game for it. You're like, look, I have an attaboy. Um, I went straight to Kuno, and mm. then regretted it for the rest of the game. Oh. Um, because Kuno is the most. I'm not like I am not for child abuse. Mm-hmm. I'm very much against it. But with Kuno, you might be able to make a case. I'm not gonna lie. I got super frustrated with this kid. Yeah, he's just he's a little shit. He's throwing stones at the body. He is belligerent and stupid. Not stupid. That is not the word because he is like presented as quite smart in and world wise. And he just hates you. You're a cop. He hates you. He doesn't need to talk to you. You're a pig. Yeah. Filthy. Kuno says you're a filthy fucking pig. Fucking. And I'm like, mate, there's no no need for all of this. On on my first conversation, I got to the um, pigs trying to rape me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, whoa. Okay. Okay. We're going to back off from this kid. Yeah. Um, We talked about this behind the curtain. Um, This is a game to where if racial slurs make you uncomfortable, you might have a little bit of a problem with it. Uh, also, they used the other F word that we all used in the 90s and now regret mm-hmm. using. Um, except they do this weird thing where they have it in text with asterisks. <laughs> asterisks. Oof. And you know what the word is. Mm-hmm. And they bleep it out of speech. I'm not for using that word in a super casual manner or at all. But that bothers me yeah. because you wrote that word in. You can't backstep and say, okay, we're going to have this word, but we're going to bleep it out like we have a problem with it. It's like, no, you you wrote the word. Yeah. 
And and I mean I mean I don't know about for you, right? Like, and this is this game is going to make us sound way more political than we are, Craig. <laughs> um, whenever I hear somebody use that word, you get a okay. I know something about you. Kind of like if you hear somebody use a racial slur, yeah, yeah. You, you just tick that away of like, okay, I sort of know what you're like now. Mm-hmm. And most of the times, but it's negative. This, <laughs> it's like okay. I would say I would say ninety nine point nine percent of the time it's negative. Yes, yeah. I, um, I just know we are not going to be friends. Goodbye. Yeah, and and this I think is kind of the writers trying to have their cake and eat it too, because they don't want you to dislike Kuno, especially once you get later on with higher stats and you talk to them. They kind of want you to like Kuno. I I didn't ever in no. the entire game. I did, however, go back later as a more leveled up gentleman and punched him straight in the face. <laughs> And it felt super good. Like, super good. Most, best thing ever, even better than Bloodborne bosses, was just socking that kid straight in the jaw. Yeah. Um, they make you feel incredibly bad about it later, but in the moment, it felt great. Hmm. I I didn't uh, punch him. Do you know who, just like, you've just said something that I never, ever got that they tried to make you like Kuno? But do you know who I hated and then liked? Gart. Ooh, who? The, like the first time I met Gart, I was like, "I hate you, you pretentious cock." But by the end of it, I actually kinda, really, yeah, I actually kind of I felt for him because he obviously fancied the witness, and you know, like he wanted a phone number and you help. You're like, "Don't worry, mate. I'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll get you sorted out." And you know, you phone her and you're like, "Like Gart really likes you, so do you want to go on a date with him or something like that?" I thought it was kind of sweet in a really weird way. Like he's obviously just. Oh. Okay. <laughs> now, see, I, I, I would have, I was getting there with Gart of like, okay, you know, maybe he's not such a bad guy. And then that the tribunal thing happened, and then he takes credit for doing stuff afterwards. I'm like, all right, no, you know what? You had your chance and you blew it. Yeah. Um. The the one who I got along with immediately, and then towards the end, I started going, ah, is Lena the cryptozoologist? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I started off really liking this nice, sweet old lady. And then once you find out... Well, spoilers are off. Uh-huh. Craig, doesn't matter. Uh, once you find out that she might have been making up this story her entire life, that's like my instant, okay, we're not friends anymore. Yeah. But then it turns out she's Granted, not making up the story. Yeah. Or, or by supreme coincidence, she is making up the story, but what she made the story up about was true. <laughs> It'd be like, you know, if your whole life you're saying you saw a Yeti, and then they find a Yeti somewhere in Siberia. Yeah. And you can't be like, yeah, that's the one I saw, but you just happen to be right. I know. Um, I, I, felt that, I felt the same. Like, many got punched for the husband because he's obviously, like, really trying to find this thing based on her testimony. And she's just not sure if she actually witnessed what she thinks she witnessed. What did you do in that case? I'm sorry, we're all over the place. Oh, yeah. but that's kind of the way this game is. Um, did you encourage her to tell the truth? Or did you encourage her to say, ah, it's not a big deal? I encouraged her to tell the truth. And it resulted in, if I remember correctly, I told her to tell the truth. And she told the truth. And then it was just kind of like, ah, whatever. Let's just let's just keep going. 
Yeah, it, it pretty much ended up with the, yeah. yes, you told a lie, but, but you have more things to base your yeah. relationship on. It's not just this one thing. But, but um, up until so, that point, it felt like it was just that one thing. She's called Lena the cryptozoologist. <laughs> it's like... It's not... She is! <laughs> anyway. Um. So, anyway, back to where we were. Yeah. Um. So, you punch Kuno straight in the mouth. Mm-hmm. He goes down, and you're like, okay, let's look at this body. Um, you look at the body, and since I had high, like, visual calculus and high logic, I caught the footprints right away, Mm -hmm. and immediately someone mentions the Hardy Boys, and you're like, ding! Okay, let's, let's, you know. Um, the first major choice you have is how to get the body down. Yeah. Uh, Craig, me and you differed in our methods of getting the body down. We did. Um, so I was low on anything that would let me do anything physical. You know, I was too scared to even stand in places in case I fell over and hurt myself. I was not great <laughs> uh, in that regard. But I was very good at talking to people and convincing people and picking up lies and all of that kind of stuff. So You're a can opener. Yeah, I basically, uh, on day two, gained access to the you know, like canning factory or whatever the hell it is. I still like the full of crates and stuff like that. I, in my head, it's the same as the canning factory that cans tuna from the outer worlds. Like that's what this place is in my head, and I know it's not. It's like a, it's like a, a port, a shipping port. But it's, yeah, 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 big, big old shipping crates. Yeah, but it's a canning factory. They might be shipping tuna. They might be, they might be. Anyway, at the top of that, you've got a guy who's a massive, muscly dude who's incredibly racist and super, what, 100% racist. He gives you a thought which you can then process over like eight hours and it's basically trying to understand his point of view and his racism. Kim is unhappy about this, but Measurehead has agreed to help get the body down if you do this. So you become a slight racist. Um, Kim's unhappy. Measurehead helps you get the body down, and then you quickly discard the thought, hoping that you know Kim forgives you. Um, I I do like that system, right? Like I, I we didn't talk too much about the thought system, mm-hmm. but I can understand the uh, because we all had that. Right? Let, let, let's keep it on racism because that's in the game. But you have that thought of like, wait, what would it be like going through life as a racist? And you ponder the idea. Mm-hmm. And then you come to the decision of, no, that would be terrible. <laughs> and I, I, I like that the game almost has a mechanic for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good as well because I, you don't see what the stat outcome is for these thoughts. But that like one of the thoughts, like let's just go with that. It takes eight hours and it pops out and it actually just gives you like minus two intellect. And you're like... All right. Okay. Yep. That's that thought's gone. Um, some thoughts. Uh, going back to the game designers certainly have an outlook. And yeah. They want you to know what it yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which, in that regard, I'm with you 100, <laughs> guys. Um, I now see. I didn't rely a lot on thoughts. I did like the volumetric shit compressor. Mm-hmm. I did the uh, birth date one, so you can see, you know how old you are. Yeah. Uh, and I did one or two other ones, but I ended with only four thoughts. Okay. I think I did. You go heavy on the thoughts. I went heavy on them, and you didn't have a problem burning like skill points for that. No, like that. That's what made me look at it with the old side eye. Was wait, I could get immediate bonuses. Yeah, but it's it's a gamble. Are you going to up 
your intellect by one point, or are you going to do a thought that might give you plus two in dress sense? You know, or, or you know, I'll, I'll take the piss. I guess, I guess I'm a, I'm a one in the hand, not a two in the bush uh-huh, kind of guy. Yeah. Um, okay, so you got the body down by using old Measurehead. Mm-hmm. I shot it down on probably the roll that used all the luck I had in the entire game. <laughs> Because I had terrible luck with rolls afterwards. Um, it, I want to say it was like a 22% shot. Mm-hmm. And it's just, hey, I got it. Uh, so I actually didn't have to deal with anybody in the dockyard until right before the... Um, I just used the word. The military thing. Oh, the tribunal. The tribunal. Mm-hmm. Like... like I went up into the cave and t- was about to talk to Judy, and then you, you get not Judy, Ruby, mm-hmm. and you get that whole, well, what about the mm, and what about the mm? And one of mine was still, well, we haven't met the union yet. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's right. I forgot about them. So I ended up having to go there super late in the game. Like, I was done most of the side quests wow. in the game before I even saw um, Everard. Oh, that's the one guy that you just fucking hate. I hate that guy. Ah, uh, I kind of hate Titus. Kind of. I don't know. He's got morals and a code. You can kind of respect that to a certain extent. Hmm. All right, we'll talk about Titus later yeah. then. We'll, we'll talk about him. So after you get the body, you then get to do what I think is actually the highlight of the game. Like, I, I so enjoyed the autopsy part <laughs> of of this game. Like, it's super... Like, I wish this was just the game. <laughs> was just autopsy, uh-huh. solve crime. Another autopsy, solve crime. Um, I got lucky and found the bullet mm-hmm. lodged in him before I sent him away. Okay. So I got a little bit of a heads up of, no, he wasn't hung, he was shot. Uh, what about you? Yeah. How did that go for you, the autopsy? Um, same, found the bullet. Uh, that was where, you know, like, your rubber gloves. You, you found rubber gloves somewhere and that gives you a plus two. And- oh, did I? No, no, you, like, like you can, you can find rubber. Oh, oh, oh! Rub- I thought I forgot something. Okay, no, Sorry. you can find rubber. So your your clothes that you're wearing all boost your stats. Rubber gloves, obviously, you want to be wearing them when you're doing your autopsy. And the point of that is, your rolls will give you, you know, like plus three if you are wearing rubber gloves when you go to try and find, you stick your finger in to try and find the bullet. And all of this kind of builds up to a better chance of doing something, passing a check. Uh, so I very, 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 very much gamed the entire system where if I got a check, I would look at what its requirements were and I would back out and I would find the clothes and equipment that would boost that. Oh, okay. And then I would roll checks. So where you're saying, like, you failed a lot, like, I failed very few checks because if I, if I thought I wasn't going to pass it I just didn't I didn't do it I didn't engage with it there's a, a heap of checks in there that I just didn't touch oh and see I uh, I, I kind of role played a little bit so um, it is surprisingly hard to get a outfit that doesn't make you look like your Bozo the Clown's understudy mm-hmm. so once I found like um Oh, well, which, another thing, the reason, like, another thing, I didn't find, like, the cop's outfit until super late in the game. It's like, like the, the cape that's floating up on the the, the walkway there, mm-hmm. I didn't know it was there, because I just <laughs> didn't need to go over there. 
Um, so once I found like dress slacks that were like plus one towards centrism, which I don't even know what that does. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's the decent looking shoes, and I, I wore the armor because I figure if it's offering, I'm probably gonna need it. Yeah. And then I just wore a a, a normal shirt. Um, so I was very eclectic in the bonuses I got, which I that might be why I also focused more on skill points because. Um, my clothes weren't doing it, but I couldn't stand to walk around looking like Bozo's understudy. Okay. Okay. I I found it incredibly comical walking about and whatever. Like, to get some strength, to kick down the door in the bookshop. I, well, I had to kick down the door for a start, but I didn't have enough strength. And I ended up, you can wear a, like a net vest, which gives you mm-hmm. en- enough strength. So I eventually managed to get the door down. Um which I was, that's one of the things I was quite frustrated at because you hack off the lady that owns the shop, it closes off a few options, whereas I could have talked her into just letting us in and I just didn't manage it. And I, I had the stats to manage it. I just picked the wrong options. Okay. I mean, I mean, um, like, like, uh, last week I talked about going into this game with a chip on my shoulder and the fact that the game wants you to be weird and wacky. I always kind of just groaned at. And so I, I tried my damnedest to play it straight. And so, like, the only times I didn't was, like, the bookshop. I mean, I still dressed as normal as I could. And, you know, I, I convinced the lady that I was a paranormal investigator. Um, and she let me into the back. And then when I talked to the dice maker, uh, took me way too long to actually be able to shout up the chimney. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, I finally got to do it, and I talked to the dice maker, and she's one of the few decent people in this game is the dice maker. Um, and then I went back and said, no, it's not a curse, you stupid. Um, so stop abusing your kid. And um, it, and she didn't like that. So, yeah, I got, I got kind of boffed out of the shop, too. But I did have to use the bear freezer. Uh, did you end up having to use the bear freezer? Yeah, I, I used the bear freezer... Um, very, very funny. Very, very funny. I just heartily chuckled at using a bear freezer um, to freeze a body. Um, yeah. Um, that room was my my Waterloo because there were so many. Like that one chest that you have to get the radio computer tape yeah, out of. Yeah, drove me insane the entire game. Oh my god! Like. Every time I put a point in something, it'd be like, "Okay, let's go back and check that." <laughs> and no, it, like, like I remember getting a, a skill point and walking from the docks all the way back just to see <laughs> if I could open that stupid thing. Now, it was driving me nuts. Yeah. Um, speaking of walking, we should mention the fast travel system in this is absolute garbage. Oh, it's f- f- it just it's it works on key hot points like three or four hot points. You know, outside the church, outside your hotel, but you need to be standing in an oddly specific place. And then at some point in the game, it just stops working. It just stops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it and ca- it was driving me nuts. Yeah, it's oh it's a it's a an acknowledged bug. It shouldn't stop working. It oh, okay. Just does. Um, the only time you can't, or the only time you shouldn't probably be able to fast travel is you can't fast travel back to the hotel. When the tribunal is happening, you have to oh, walk. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but other than yeah. that, it's it's garbage. It re- like I was walking in circles. It, it, the amount of time it took me to try and find the hotspot, I could have. It's not that big a map. I could have just walked there. Um, yeah. 
And some of my problems that I have with this game would have been alleviated had that fast travel been working right. Like, here's a good example. Uh, dealing with the pigs, right? Like, mm-hmm. I imagine you've dealt with her. Yep. You go talk to the guy, Everard. Then you go check her out. Then you come back, you talk to Titus. And it's it's like, that is so much back and forth. that Or, or everything you have to do with the church. We just have to go back and forth, oh, back and forth. Yeah. It, it, the map isn't huge. But you get intimately familiar with everything on it because you're having to go back and forth so f- often. Yeah. And I wasn't the type of guy where, like, uh, let's say on day three when the docks opened up. or Not the docks. The the, the, the water lock yeah. closed, right? I didn't go over there, get as many quests as I could, and then start solving them. I was very much a, okay, I ran into this lady. She wants me to check this out. Okay, let's do that now. And then we'll go. I, I didn't do like the Witcher uh, thing where okay. you go grab a bunch of quests and then go do them all. And so I was like 90% of my game was just walking back and forth. Oh. To its benefit, that song didn't get old though. I'll give it that. Mm-hmm. Do you know, um, sorry, just thinking about the church, you just get, like one of my favorite encounters is when you're in the tent with the guys like, ah, oh, yeah, you like to party, party, disco or whatever it is. I love that. For some reason, it just tickled me, right? When you start talking to the, the guy who doesn't speak any sense to you, he's just like, party! <laughs> love it. Fucking love that. I wanted to shoot that man. Oh, just so saying. Funny. I wanted to shoot him. He came in handy later. Uh-huh. But I, I really wanted to... Was it hardcore? Hardcore. Was everything hardcore? Yeah. yeah. Um... <laughs> wonderful accent on the man uh-huh. when he finally talks but yeah. that that dialogue puzzle made me want to punch Kelsey in the face <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like like to highlight it the dialogue puzzle itself is pretty guff you basically have to pick the correct options for three like three or four um, dialogue boxes in a row and if you don't get it right you just get stuck in a loop Oh. Yeah, it, it's very much just process of elimination. It, yeah. it got like it was funny at first, and then you're like, "Okay, please stop saying hardcore, please." <laughs> no, stop. I, I still I've got tears in my eyes just now thinking about it. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, now l- l- let's keep going on the church. Then yeah. uh, again, apologies for the scattershot approach. But uh, how did you solve that? By the way, um, so I managed to convince the woman to let um, the guys into the church. Everything got kind of like smoothed over with them she was going with mad. or without drugs uh, without drugs no drugs Ilnia pa the drugs I was a- absolutely just not going for drugs it was just dialogue um, she asks you to go back to the where the bear fridge is and find a thing you go back you find a and thing open that chest yes the chest open the chest but the thing that you were missing all along was she gives you a tool to open the chest a better tool than the tool you had. Which is a massive tool. That ain't a crowbar. That's just a slab of metal. It's so good. Um, but that that actually highlights one of the things that I don't know if I like or not about the game. So, we spoke about it last time, but I never actually got this question out. The fact that you've got a role that's 66% likely to succeed but it doesn't every single time and it's because it's relying on you having a particular item of clothing or a particular item or having spoken to someone else. It doesn't tell you that, but there's something in the background that's not just a dice roll 
And I, yeah, there's there's some things like that. I I mean, I, I had that inkling, but I didn't know if that was like yeah. the XCOM thing of like, oh, it's cheating. I missed an eighty seven percent chance. No. You know, it's it's cheating because. Um, like say you haven't talked spoken to Titus about a specific thing, then when you when you go and speak to Joyce and you're trying to pass a check there, because you haven't had the other conversation, it'll never let you pass. No matter how much gear you've got on, it'll never let you happen. And then when you ah, uh, that's a bit of a shame. Yeah, when you do have the bit of gear, it'll tell you it'll say oh plus three because of this, plus ten or plus a hundred because you've done a specific thing. So it's. It's a dice roll, but it's yeah, the, not like, a dice. like the, that chest. Mm-hmm. It was minus ten because you had a weak crowbar. Yeah, I think it was. You're, yeah, you're not, okay. You're, All right. Well, I, I didn't know that. That sucks. Yeah. Um. Well. All right. Can can we get to the stuff that makes me not like this game? If it's the stuff that I'm thinking of, what's it? It involves church. All right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. What's with the pale? I've got no idea. Um, if you read enough books and you do enough questioning, you can understand it and all this kind of stuff. But I didn't. And I was slightly frustrated at it because I'm kind of like, oh, I just can't. I don't like this at all. I don't, I... No, it's kind of like playing a Sherlock Holmes game and all of a sudden there's vampires. Yeah. You're like, what? I don't like the supernatural end of this. No. A lot. Like, like... I suddenly just went from, okay, this isn't my type of game, but I can see a lot of merit in it. This is pretty cool to cross my ch- arms across my chest and just, <clears throat> the moment supernatural stuff came up. I do- Did it hint at it earlier? Like, like did I miss something? Um, well, there are references to it. Like, you start getting references in the library. One of the books has specific references to what the pale or not what the pale is but ideas about the pale and what it could mean i took that stuff in the same same attitude as i did the man from handall well yeah this is the th- this is the thing it's so buried that unless you seek it out or you already know it like i had no idea about it it just yeah. kind of hits you and i was just i was expecting to be doing an experiment and laying out stuff and doing all this for nothing to happen in order to go oh well then i'm off ski you know like yeah i was expecting like like okay this is a fun science experiment but nothing's gonna happen and then something happens it's like oh yeah um between that and the other thing i just it was the bits i didn't like like i I was really enjoying having an RPG version of the ABC Murders or so, you know, like, or a Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. I was really enjoying it, and it just kind of pulled the rug out from underneath my nipples. Now, to be fair, uh, there may have been stuff in, oh, I'm sure if you read the book, there's probably oh, hints yeah, about this, yeah. or maybe in some marketing material, there was hints at it, but I hadn't seen any of it. This was very much a blind go-in. Mm-hmm. Um and I remember when I when I listened to the podcast uh, that talked about this game, they were talking about the plot. They both went with the super weird, funky Harry Dubois. Okay. So I thought, okay, maybe that's like a joke ending. Like, you know, the, the UFO ending, A Silent Hill. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, maybe that's a joke. Uh, turns out it wasn't. Uh-huh. Turns out you have no choice. Question, though. Mm-hmm. And you you obviously didn't get this either. Can you have stats low enough to where you just don't notice it? And it just becomes a regular game? 
You definitely can with the other thing. Um, the cryptozool. No. No, I think that happens the, the anyway. Crypto. Yeah. Okay, so that happens anyway. That sucks. Because I thought, like, a saving grace would be if you're super intelligent and you're super aware of things, you would notice this. But if you weren't, it would just be the story of you finding who did the murders, which I have a super problem with, Craig. I, I, I super. Know. I, I know. Oh, problem with. Okay, but we're not there yet. Oh, man. As a matter of fact, we're not anywhere yet. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't. Um, I don't know how to Google it. So maybe, maybe we're wrong. Maybe you can. But I had a thought last night when I went to bed because I was already falling asleep after like 14 hours of blood bomb. Um, mm-hmm. And we had touched on it before and it was maybe they should have done if you've got low intelligence you can be stupid i thought in bed well maybe i've thought about this wrong maybe your base level of intelligence is that of a because you're a fairly effective cop already you've got a great record you know you like um, Kim uh-huh. is like, wow, you've closed all the thirty six cases or something like that. You're you're, a, you're an amazing cop, so your base intellect must be high enough to be good. So the the stats, I then in my head thought, well, maybe it's not setting what kind of person you are. It's just boosting certain elements of it. So you're already intelligent, but can you be hyper intelligent? Oh, um, like Bloodborne. Uh, I'll disagree with you a little bit there because if you were a baseline intelligent, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be asking what's currency. Like I, I took okay, it as right, the alcohol yeah. completely obliterated everything. Okay, and you're starting from scratch. Which, if that can actually happen, which I doubt it can, I'm never touching alcohol again because <laughs> that sounds terrifying. Um, um, on a dumb side note, I am curious. We've talked about this a little bit off mic, but have you ever been black that blackout drunk to where you just blackout? I don't. Maybe in my youth, yes, but I don't. I don't like being super away with it. Like okay, that's that's fair. I, I and I used to. I used to, like being from where I'm from. What you did was you just binge drink until. You you vomit. That's that's pretty much how you spend from when you're like fourteen <laughs> to when you're eighteen is just doing that. So one I, long bender. Yeah. It, um. And I I remember nights where I I was really that drunk and I, I just don't like it anymore. I, I don't like it. I messaged you. Well, I, I was I'll... the drunkest I've ever been the other night, and I messaged you and I was like, "Dave, I love you. I'm so tipsy." <laughs> I was just, <laughs> I was, I was sitting here playing Peter, and I was just like chuckling away at myself and stuff like that. But I can't, I can't push through that. What about you? Uh never been drunk. I've been too buzz, but I've always felt a little squiffy with having a kid in the house mm-hmm. and getting drunk. So once the kid moves out, I'll go on a bender. Mm-hmm. But not until then. Yeah. Uh, and and in case you're like, that's weird. Uh, I had my kid when I was 19. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I had... And remember, drinking age here is 21. Yeah, yeah. So I had had drinks by that point, but never enough. Because I was... I'm like the paranoid nerd. I was like, oh, we're going to get caught. We're going to get caught. <laughs> we're going to get caught. Uh, so, so I didn't... I was a pretty good kid yeah. in that regard. Like, I didn't really do anything. So, no, uh, that's why I'm curious. Like, I'm, I'm looking at this from a place of ignorance of, like, can that actually happen? It doesn't seem medically possible. 
Let's say um, Disco Elysium is in a medically dubious place. Let's put it that way. Would we don't you know say? For sure. Would you I say mean, medically dubious? Dubious? Yeah, I knew it was coming as soon as I said dubious. I knew it was coming. Okay, so uh, my church, the it worked out pretty much the same as you. I was like, hey guys, don't make a drug factory, mm-hmm. and you can share. Um, then the thing happened with the computer, and you're like, okay, that. That happened, I guess. And then I moved on. Yeah. Um, I talked to uh, what's his nuts over there by the um, the factory that's closed down, and got the most mind numbing conversation <laughs> in the world from him. It was funny how he turns up again later. I did appreciate that. I'm like, oh hey, it's the guy. Um, and this part of the game, right? Like, I don't know about you, but at this part, I was now flailing. For anything to help me solve the case. Which I like, but knowing the end result, I don't like. Mm -hmm. Because there's literally no way for you to solve the case fast. Yeah. At all. If you hear explosions in the background, sorry people are setting off fireworks. (laughs) I turned down my mic uh, sensitivity, so hopefully, but I can't guarantee that it won't show up. Like the cat that's constantly meowing mm, all the time. That's funny. Um, I I then went and met Joyce, who I think we talked about before, and I I do I like Joyce quite a bit. She reminds me of very Catherine Hepburny, but I, I do I do like her. Um, she's she's got that whole air of uh, somebody who had extremely strict morals and then just got beaten down. Yeah. For me. Um. I. Did, oh, sorry. Well. No, I was going to say, did, did, did you get on with her? Oh, yeah. Not? Yeah, I got on with her from the start, where, you know, she is representing the bold of the wild pines or whatever. And she's like, we need to, we need to stop this um, protest. Not protest, what do you call it? Uh, strike? Strike. We need to stop this strike. We need to knock it in the head. Um, to then finding out that she is actually, like, the main big boss. She is the bold type thing. Um and all the conversations with her, she basically says, I like having, you know, like, historical and political conversations. So let's just explore this. She's interested in the fact that you've lost your memory. So if you get enough yeah. checks... and helpful and, to yeah, some extent. Yeah, so I, I kind of... I thought that really... By the, this point, I was like, right, I'm totally on your side. Let's get this strike stopped. And then you meet Ever, and I'm like, oh, hell... We are. I'm definitely on your side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is. It is really, really, really kind of like. It's a nice story arc, or not nice. Nice isn't the word. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, like uh, she is where you finally learn what the demands of the union are, mm-hmm. and it's like reasonable demand, reasonable demand, and then outlandishly ridiculous demand. Yeah, and you're like. Well, surely I, she's on the board, so she's playing it up a little bit. Like, oh, there's no way. And then you go talk to everyone, and it's like, oh, nope. Um, you guys want something that'll never happen. And you find out they're doing it on purpose. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was surprising for me to wind up on Joyce's side. I, I liked Joyce quite a bit. Yeah. How did um, how did that all end? How did the strike end with you? It didn't. Oh. Oh, well, no, I I suppose, actually, come to think of it, that's exactly what happened with me. So I met Joyce 
and said, listen, listen, the smartest thing to do here is just to leave it alone. And she just basically says, okay, and cuts off the dock and ever ends up owning the dock. Uh, now, see, uh, what happened with uh, Joyce in my playthrough is, see, I'm guessing it was since I didn't talk to Everard early enough, like it was super late, um, I, she moved to the little fishing mm-hmm. hamlet, and then I saw her kill two of those giant shark boys. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it was, I mean, she took them right out. It was great. <laughs> Um, and she just kind of hung out there the entire time. Like, uh, and then after the tribunal, she was just gone. Okay. And I didn't, like, I started to get tunnel vision at that point. And it's like, okay, we're going to finish this. So I didn't necessarily go around and asking okay. everybody. I talked to, like, Titus and Gart and everybody else in the whirling in rags. And that was it. Fair enough. I mean, this Like, at that point, I didn't even talk to Kuno. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this one, I did go back and forward back because I was trying to resolve it. And she is basically asking okay. you for advice. And depending on, you know, your stats or whatever, or whatever conversations you've had, you can say, let's muster an army. You know, like, go and get some military and just kill them all and we'll get new workers. Or, or, you know, like, or you can say... Let's... So you're a Pinkerton! Yeah, just listen, it's, <laughs> it's a complete... Joyce, it's a complete write-off. Just, just leave them to it. Oh, and the other good thing about Joyce at the start, if you ask her outright for money, she just gives you money. <laughs> Now, see, I wasn't sure how that would work, right? Because that felt very bribey uh-huh. <laughs> of like, hey, the bad, like when you talk to the street vendor, mm-hmm. um, you're like, hey, bet you got some money for me. I'm like, ooh, that's awful bribey. Yeah. I'm not going to ask anybody for money. And it turns out if you're diligent, you don't need money. Yeah. I Other than what? I think the first day? Or no, at least until the water lock opens. Yeah. That's the last time. So you you need to pay for two days. Kim covers your first bill because uh, he sells his hubcaps of his car. Uh, and then he cut, you pay for one day. And then on the third day, you've got a free place to stay. I lied earlier. That's a nice lady. I, I did lie earlier. I... Um, I save scum, some scum saved another time as well. <gasps> because I did take the guy's money, you know, the street vendor. I went through the motion. Oh, yeah. I went through the motions. I tried to basically bully him into giving me as much money as possible. I didn't even need the money. So I got it. And then I immediately went, what the fuck have I done? What have I become? So I, I, reloaded an <laughs> early, I reloaded an earlier save. And I felt like going back and apologizing to him, but I just didn't. Um, the only time I reloaded a save out of curiosity was, uh, when I finally got to the part with Ruby, I did Ruby and then I went and was like, okay, I'm going to ignore all the side quests. I want to see where the story goes. Mm-hmm. So it was very much a, a gameplay thing. Uh, and then I, I did the tribunal and went, oh, that was a mess. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and, and do the side stuff we were working on. But I, I got so impatient to see any kind of progress in the murder investigation, which, you might be different than me. You might be more enjoying the side quirky characters. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. I was like, murder, uh, guys. Okay. Murder. Um, so I was super frustrated at that point of just, all right, let's go. Go, go, go. Um, yeah, by by this we'll, point. We'll talk about the tribunal later. Yeah, by this point, I had abandoned all hopes of it being a murder investigation. And instead, it was like... There's a murder investigation, but there are all these things that are gates that are stopping me from figuring something out, so I'll just do it. I, I kind of enjoyed that bit of it. 
uh, to me, they were illogical gates. Mm-hmm. I can understand if they were logical gates, like uh, the gate of Joyce saying, I'm not going to tell you any information until you get your badge. That's a logical gate for me, yeah. like like in my brain. Like, oh, yeah, you wouldn't. anybody could walk up and say they're a cop. Okay, that's fine. Um, but a lot of these gates were illogical. And again, especially knowing the ending, super problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep bringing it up, but we're going to talk about it, I promise. So um, we're going to discuss the Hardy Boys. From the Hardy Boys, I got a a a very good old boy. Well, we're the police of this town, boy. Um, super good voice actor on Titus, though. Oh, yeah. I really yeah. like that that voice actor. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Clausier and this guy were in a relationship. He didn't try to rape her. They did try to incriminate that he raped her, but you, Clausier will tell you, no, no, that, that's bullshit. We were dating. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened is man gets shot while they're having sex. Clausier freaks out because then she'll be on the books because she used to be an industrial spy. She runs downstairs. The Hardy Boys help, specifically Rudy, with making it look like he got hung instead of being shot. Then the Hardy Boys use that as a justification to you as, well, that's why that's why we, we hung him as he raped Clausier. Um, and you can go back and forth between Clausier and Titus and they just start conflicting each other super hard. And at that point, that's when you would, like, when Clausier says, no, nah, this was all their idea. He didn't rape me. Um, you would think that at that point they would go, okay, okay, here's what happened. But they don't. They still put up a stone yeah. wall. And so for me, that's like, nah, you guys are assholes. Um, I like the characters of them. I don't like the people of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, that. Like, I know people like that. Yeah, that's, like... I get, I totally not like it. Like, I totally like them, but I don't like them. Um, I know that's... Wouldn't want to have a pint with them, but I like them in a video game. Yeah. Um, um, let's talk about the Tribunal. Okay, so after you deal one way or the other with Ruby, um, you get a... We should probably get back to Whirling Rags. You show up, and there's the group of three mercenaries um, pretty much against the the... Lawyer and the Hardy Boys. Yep. And uh, one side has really good guns and armor, and the other side has trucker hats. So, it's not going to go well. No. Uh, so, you have a variety of options with how to deal with this. So, Craig, how did you deal with it? Um, I talked and talked and talked until I could talk no more. Um, I managed to shoot one person through their eye hole of their goggles or you know something crazy like that oh you shot you shot him not kim yeah i shot him no oh okay no kim shot him i'm really sorry kim shot him um fat angus died he got shot and everyone else um was dead and i was shot i was on the ground dying and everyone else was uh dead on that side titus really appreciates you stepping in and helping them, even though, you know, you shouldn't be taking sides because you're a cop. But yeah, so I get shot, Fat Angus died, and the mercenaries were dead. Uh, were you wearing the armor at all? No. Oh, okay, so uh, the way I did it was I kept the big boss man talking. I'm like, all right, keep him talking, keep him talking. Now! And I shot him in the face. Like, literally in the face. Uh, he went down... Kim shot the the sniper guy. Fat Angus got it. Mm-hmm. Two of the other Hardy Boys ran away. Uh, 
And then, you know, the lady comes up and tries to take out Kim. And then you yell, hey, Kim. And then you get it. Uh, I got shot with the armor on, which was fine. Mm-hmm. And I got shot again by the guy as he was dying. The, the man I shot in the uh. face, the head merc. So it funneled into pretty much the same. Yeah. From what I gathered, the only thing that changes is who dies. And poor Fat Angus, always dead. Always, always, always dead. From what I gathered. And that is the first time that I've already said, like, many times. I don't know, recorded and unrecorded. It's the biggest thing that strikes me with this game is you start off at, like, a, pin, a pinprick of pinprick of options. You can only do a limited amount of things. Then it opens up into this wide, sprawling thing that looks like, you know, a decision tree from uh, Detroit Become Human or something. But then it just funnels great the way back into one result. So no matter what you did and what I did, and you wore armor and you could shoot people and stuff, you still got shot. You know, like, there was no way to avoid getting shot because the game needs you to get shot. It kind of devalues yeah. some of the stuff you've done before it and it's not like I know what it's done like, I don't dislike it it just it rubs me up a wee bit wrong when you have all this freedom but it feels like your fate is already determined anyway it's fair either that or they give you all this freedom but they don't let you know what choices matter and what choices ultimately don't yeah uh, it's it's like the it's like the Mass Effect ending thing, which on the record I don't care about the Mass Effect ending. I thought it was fine, but this what it demonstrated beforehand was more care, and then it cut to a point where it was like, okay, I don't care about all that. We need to get on with the story. Yeah, which unless and this is with the caveat of you can stop the tribunal by solving the murder. To be fair, with that caveat, if you can do that, I. I, I'm wondering whether you can't because I'm thinking like after you're shot Kim gets you up a few days later and is it not at that point you finally say right let's get this done now We've, I've had to- well that, that's a, well if you look through the trajectory of the bullet hole and you see the island you know that's where it comes from does that just automatically jump to that point where you can talk to the lady and then off you go mm-hmm. I don't know so I'm going to leave that open to we could be completely wrong on this. But I absolutely agree with you. I'm fine with the story going the way it goes. But the lack of permutations, like there's, I believe, only four permutations that can happen from the tribunal. Yeah. Uh, there should be any number of them of like everyone on the Hardy Boys dies. Nobody on the Hardy Boys dies. Two people, you know, there should be your choices should make more permutations available, I feel. Yeah. Granted, this is a small team. I understand this is in the best of all worlds, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like Craig said, you get up. Kim is all like, I saved your life, but you saved mine. We're even. Then he punches you on the arm. You're like, ow, I'm still sore. Kim goes, oh, sorry. And then you move on, and you can go have a talk with the tidy, tight, the tidy boys. The tidy boys uh-huh. would be very <gasps> different than the hardy boys. The worst of the critical points is when you decide to go to the island. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm guessing the people who made this game, Mr. Estonia, whose name I can't remember, yep. and I'm sorry, um, but I'd butcher it anyway. Let's be fair. <laughs> so um, they saw in the newspaper those stories about that Japanese war soldier war soldier, a Japanese soldier that didn't know the war was over and kept fighting on this one little island yeah. and thought, hey, that's really cool. Yeah. 
Um, that's basically what this turns into, is there is an old sniper there who is from the, the regime beforehand of the revolutionaries. Yes. Uh, and he just sits there and he looks at people in Revachal and just gets angry about it because, ah, uh, you know, you're not, you, you, you left the revolution die. I think this is fucking horrible. Yeah. Um, like, the number one rule in murder fiction is you have to have the culprit be known beforehand. Otherwise, what's the point of you trying to piece things together? There, no, I don't care who you are. You could be Sherlock friggin' Holmes and you play this game. There's no way you're going to think, okay, it was a sniper from the previous regime who decided that he didn't like the way Clausier was faffing about with this mercenary. There's no way you can know that. That's bad writing, man. Sorry. Nope. I've been holding that in I, for a long nope, time. That's absolutely fine. I completely agree. I don't like the way this goes. It's compounded by the fact that the gigantic bug that the cryptozoologists are looking for actually exists, is on that island, and also is the cause, or partly the cause, of why the guy is going crazy, because it emits some sort of thing that makes Pheromone, yeah, yeah that makes people riled up so there's a gigantic bug that's driving a man slightly mad who's from the previous revolution who has a sniper rifle who shot a guy and you're just standing there going what the fuck is this <laughs> not only that but the bug can talk to you yeah. um yeah and I don't like that, Craig. I don't like that. Not only does that cheat on the murder thing, it also cheats in, well, the sniper wasn't a bad guy. He was just being... It takes away any kind of um, blame or responsibility from the person who killed the other person. Granted, both people in that scenario were terrible people. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. But it's almost like this game goes out of its way to not have a bad guy. Yeah. I don't like that. Sometimes people are just bad. It happens. Yeah. It sucks, but it happens. And it's a game um, a game full of people that you don't like. Like it's not as if the only part if it turned out that it was Kim that was the murderer, that would be the only one where you would go, Wah everyone else you'd be like, Oh yeah, I could have totally seen Everart Everart kill them or Oh yeah, yeah. At least making the call. Yeah, uh, yeah to, to pull the trigger. Um we'll talk about everybody else uh in final thoughts, but like I was so pissed at this point, like super pissed yeah. at this point. And to the point where Kelsey who's watching a show while I'm playing the game, looks over and goes, what's wrong? I'm like, stupid bug. And she's just like, okay. <laughs> um, then you get back off the island because for some reason you can't put the man in handcuffs. I don't understand mm. why. I mean, he's dying, but whatever. Let's We haven't been acting like cops. Let's just keep that streak going. And you go back to pretty much your own personal tribunal. Now this, I liked. This is cool. Not only does it work as a final, well, how did you conduct yourself yeah. as a player? It's also a bit of a uh, wrap-up for Harry and Kim. Yeah. Now, we didn't talk about the dream Harry has and how that is an awful excuse to turn into the worst person <laughs> in the world. So you have this guy who drinks himself sickeningly blind, 
decides it's fun to make jokes in front of a room full of people about putting his gun in his mouth and going kaboom. Just an asshole to everybody. Lies, steals, whatever. Doesn't matter. And it's because he had a bad breakup? Uh-huh. That's that's your real... I was expecting, like, some Vietnam I was in Da Nang shit. Uh, yeah, no, it's not. He's just... He's had a bad breakup. Which is... Nuts. It's another nuts. But it's, it's not... They could have had anything there. They could have had anything at all. And it, you could have, or you could have had what happens to real cops. I saw way too much shit yeah. in this world, and it just broke me. I would have accepted that completely. Mm-hmm. But no, somebody left them. And granted, if my wife was to leave me, I would be broken up for quite a while. Yeah. I would not turn into that. No. Um. Yeah. I. It's not the best, is it? Really. No, it's kind of the worst. Did you phone her? Like, Did you it, phone it, your, it, your ex? No, because she obviously wants to be left alone. Oh, I tried phoning her. Of course, well, you hit on everybody too, Craig. You were you were you were a horny boy. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I I just I didn't think it's not the the primary driver for going on a on a, a wee bender and then becoming a complete asshole. Or it's the primary driver for going on a bender with the lads for one weekend, mm-hmm. not. We're gonna keep this streak going for a while, because I mean, I mean, I'm guessing uh, some of this is uh, just kind of what's suggested by your former partners. Mm-hmm. Like the the way they speak, it's been going on for a little while. So yeah, that is super unsatisfactory to me. What do you feel about the tribunal, like like with your fellow cops? Um, I, I like generally thought it was really nice. Like you say, a nice roundup. If you have done well with Kim, which I had, I assume you did as well, because, you know, you want to get an attaboy. See, I used that. Yes, sir. Uh, Kim backs you up. He speaks up for you. You know, he he doesn't dob you in and be like, oh, you know, blah, blah. I'd found my gun. I'd found my badge, all this kind of stuff. I felt like I was getting back on track. And Kim gives a nod and says, you know, like, did a good job. We've figured out this really bizarre thing there's a guy on the island over, over there that you need to go and get um because the boat only takes i do like how there's one or two options where you bring it up and kim is like that's probably not great to talk yeah, about yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. um <laughs> i do like that that's a nice touch yeah i just I, I thought it was nice it was a good way to end but it just at that point i was still in the fuck is this kind of mode it's and and to to add insult to injury in that regard, instead of the game coming to an end where there might be some closure for Harry of like, okay, the way I acted throughout the course of this game, I'm going to continue on that path, whether it be good or bad, right? Like, that would be satisfactory. Mm-hmm. No, it turns into, what a scientific discovery, old chum. I'm like, the fuck is this? <laughs> so, as you can see, ooh, bothers me. Um... Did you invite Kim to work with you? Yes. Did he accept? Yes. All right, good man. Um, I hope the next game we get to play as Kim and just Kim. Oh. And only Kim. And there's no there's no creepy bugs and, you know, it's a... Well, it can't be helped now. Cat's out of the bag. It, it's in the world. It's really... We got a stupid pale thing. We got a two millimeter hole in the world and we got a dumb bug. Oh, no. I can honestly say, like, I... Shit, I just nearly broke into final thoughts there. Sorry. I forgot... Where are we? Oh, we're almost there. Okay. 
Um, well, we're talking about the tribunal. So yeah, you know what? Go ahead and break in the final thoughts. Yeah. So like, it's just on like thinking about it now and reflecting about it. If they were to if ZAUM were going to go, oh, Disco Elysium Two is coming out. The Return of Harry and Kim. I would probably not. It's not a game where I would be like, I'm getting that on day one. I'd be giving it a side eye, a shifty. Are you going to pull that same shit again? I'd be waiting until. <laughs> The, the the overarching thing is I really enjoyed playing the game overall. Like, on average, overall, I kind of enjoyed it. I enjoyed the checks. The moment to moment. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the dialogue. The voice acting was good. You know, I really felt like it let me build a character and then play my own way through most of the game, despite the fact that it always ends up in the same place. Sometimes it's not about the... De- oh, my God. Sometimes it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. I don't know who said that. I don't know why I just said that. But... Well, um, I'm very much of that too. Like, knowing the spoilers yeah. doesn't mean you won't enjoy the journey. Yeah, because I think... Now, I remember you told me, you, you already know what happens at the end. And I I was yeah. hor- not horrified, because I know you, I know you don't... I'm not like, oh my God, Dave, you've ruined it for yourself. But I kind of thought, that would ruin it for me. But see, now... Knowing what the end is, I don't think it would it would have phased me. I would have just been less surprised and disappointed at the end. I'd just been like, "Oh, right then." My surprise was not in the fact that a giant bug shows up. It was in the fact of, "Oh, this is the canon ending. Mm-hmm. This isn't the goofy yeah. ending." <laughs> oh, that was where the horror and anger came from. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, this this is where you go with this, buddy. I, and you, I didn't Google of you. This is the canon ending. Like we haven't both. Um, the comedy ending. <laughs> that would be great, right? This could be a monument to our stupidity. Um, no, not the. From what I've seen, no. This is always the ending. I don't like this game. Uh, it came in at a negative on the old dice rolls because it's it's a walk and talky, clicky, clicky kind of game. Um, I find them boring, but. I found what it did mechanically interesting. So it kind of, by about, at the beginning of the game, I was Grumpy Dave. You walk in, you talk to Plaisance, the the bookstore owner, and you're like, nobody's really like this in real life. This is stupid. And then you you move a little further on, and you're talking to Kim, and you're like, okay, Kim's a good guy. And then you meet, like, the dice lady, and, and you're like, okay, there are real people here. All right, that's good. Um... And I started to get up to about an average of like, it's not for me, but totally, this is this is a good game. And and then, well, the ending happened and it just sunk like super low. So I will never play this game again. I'm I, As I always am, I'm glad I played it because it's fun to talk about stuff with you. Whether or not it's fun to yeah, listen to, yeah. I'm <laughs> super sorry. Um, but... If it wasn't for the show, I would have gotten about 20 minutes in and went... This is so head up its own ass. I like the smell of my own farts. I like big words for me. Like, like the, there was a lot out of the gate that just turned me off completely. And here's the thing. Like, I know people really identify with this. I, I did Google since last episode, right? I, I was reading what people think. People super identify with this game. They identify with Harry and Kim and... and some people with like Clausier and, and Titus and, and it's that baffles me mm-hmm. because those people aren't real people. No, nobody is like that at all. But 
that's fine. It's kind of again we keep bringing this up, but it's like Cyanar Wild Hearts. This this might not be meant for me. Yeah. It's maybe meant for you, and if you get something out of it, that's awesome. I envy you in that regard. But for me, this was so I don't want to say the H word because that's dismissive, and I don't like to be dismissive. But it is so it's so beret wearing. I smoke cigarettes with with a holder, and and look at art, kind of. Um, mm-hmm. It's, and it would be it would be mitigated by the fact that it had a really good story, but it doesn't. It has a goofy story that likes to pretend it's good, and some of the political messages are good. Like it's cool to have a game cause you to think about these things, like the bad union guy, but the union's good, and you know communism and centralism. It's great to have a game, kind of like Bioshock. It's like, oh, what would a society based on objectivism look like? Oh, God, it's horrible. Um, That's great that a game can cause you to think about it, but it stumbles so... You know what this is? This is a sprinter that came out of the gate, a little slow, you know, he was getting failed. Hit that mid-sprint and just, man, he takes off. Towards the end, the guy falls on his face, (laughs) shits his pants, and pukes all over himself. And then he's the last one to finish. It's that. Uh, the middle of this game is super interesting. The back half of this game is awful, and the beginning is whiplash-inducing for me. So, my final thoughts are, if you can parse any of that gibberish, is it's worth trying to see if this is for you. Because if it is, it's going to click super hard. Um, if you're somebody that's more mechanically focused, you like you, you like a story that makes some kind of sense in the world that it's placed in, um, then yes. And it's not like I don't enjoy fantasy. Craig, you, like you're the space guy, I'm the fantasy mm-hmm. guy. I love fantasy yeah. stuff. But you can't take Lord of the Rings and suddenly put a Harrier jet in it and go, oh yeah, that's fine, it's fantasy. No, no, that doesn't work. Uh, so yeah, that that's about where I sit. Was it worth the $20 I spent on it? Absolutely, because Craig, we got to talk about it. Uh, and Kim ranks up there with like Garrus and Geralt. Yeah, I wish he had a G name. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's about where I sit on this. That's that's like a fairly robust and well thought through thought. It's almost like you internalize well, well, that in some sort of. Uh, <laughs> it's weird. I put more thought into games I don't like yeah. than games I do. Um, because it, it, again, if this was like, well, I don't know, like. This guy, I'd be like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um, so, if you would like to suggest a game where you can have two guys mumble about it for about two hours, uh, you can do so on the website. Uh, make sure you differentiate between Bit Effect and Retro Rewind because we give those different treatments, as I'm sure you're aware. <laughs> and our next big game coming up is Ninja Gaiden. Uh, you can, if you're playing along with the show, which is always awesome, you can do. The the uh, the old version of Ninja Gaiden, the 3D version, or I'm playing the remaster, so it, it it doesn't change that much. It's not like we're going to talk about stuff that's in the remaster that's not in the base game. It should be fine. Uh, after that, we are doing Craig. Do you remember? Because because I don't. It's oh no, that's all right. It is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and I don't want to spoil how I feel about this game, but. It's great. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yes, uh, that'll be a nice after 
some squiffy games, it'll be nice to have a just a victory lap with Ratchet and Clank because, as you can tell from our last Ratchet and Clank episode, mm, good stuff. Uh, Craig hates it. Uh, anything that has fur and a tail, Craig is just stomps it into the ground. It's awful. No, everything just reminds me of furries. I just don't, I don't get it. You know, if Ratchet was an ambassador for furries, I'd probably be okay with it. He seems like a stand-up guy. Oh, just oh dear God. Um, what? I'm just, I'm worried now. I'm sorry. I'm worried what's in if, your closet. If a little Lombax walked up to you and was like, look, dude, furries aren't so bad. I'd be like, yeah, sure, dude. That's, yeah, well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm okay with that. If they got James Arnold Taylor to be the voice of that Lombax, absolutely. Um, anyway, <laughs> stupid conversations aside, uh, if you would like to support the podcast, don't. Spend the money on a video game. They're awesome. Um... Other than that, thank you very much for listening. And Craig, say good night to the fine people. Good night, fine people. But you must do so in your best French accent. Oh goodness gracious me! Um, go- we apologize to all French listeners everywhere. Good night, fine people. Uh, very Siberian French, but <laughs> I like it. It works. <laughs> Um, again, thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next time. <laughs> I was just gonna do that. <laughs>